In today's episode, we're going to have our final episode on the professional development series for home educators, even though I would say that every episode fits into the category of professional development for home educators. And I'll also have some announcements about some upcoming conferences. And I just want to let you know that our next series will be starting soon, and it will be on the topic of being a working homeschool parent. So I think that will resonate with a lot of you. Let's go to the intro. Welcome to Canada Homeschools, the dose of inspiration and encouragement for Canadian homeschoolers. Canada Homeschools features interviews with homeschool group organizers, resource suppliers, and conversations with everyday homeschoolers just like you, all from a Canadian perspective. I'm your host, Rowan Atkinson. I'd like to thank you for joining me. Now let's get started. <laughs> In 400 meters... In 100 meters. You have reached your destination. As I said in the intro, welcome. And I want to explain the sound quality of my vocal today. Uh, We are in the process of moving. So I am packing a house that I raised my four kids and homeschooled them in. And getting ready to live in a trailer for the next... Uh, six months while we build a new house, a bungalow, and I'm very busy picking out within my budget all of the fixtures and everything to do with the house because we are building it ourselves and I designed it. While I'm running two businesses and packing up and decluttering the house. So as a result of that, I do not know where my microphone cord is, even though I did buy a lovely new pop filter to make my peas not pop so much in your ears as you're listening. So I've ordered a new one. It's on its way. And uh, we're just trying to do the best we can during this very busy time. And it's conference season for homeschool resource suppliers as well and speakers. So uh, speaking of that, we do have a conference coming up here. It's online, as most conferences are this year, and it's the Canadian Homeschool Symposium 2021. So if you go to learningcenter.learninghouse.ca, you'll be able to find the information for that, and I'll just give you a little bit. So it runs from May 11th to 15th, and there will be over 20 live online workshops. Last year, I spoke on the topic of Um, the importance of the humanities in a STEM world. This year, because I am moving this month, I do not have time to put together a workshop, but I am very sure that the workshops will be great. In case you want to hear what some of them are, I'll just scroll down here on the webpage and see what's available for you. So Louise House is going to be speaking on If I Had It All to Do Again. And I think that will resonate with both uh, veteran homeschoolers who will be able to commiserate and also 
Uh, it will be really helpful for newer homeschoolers so that they can learn from our experiences and especially that of Louise House, who is definitely an expert in the homeschooling field. If the Charlotte Mason style of educating resonated with you in our recent podcast, Carol Smith will be speaking on Charlotte Mason for 21st century parents and children. Of course, there will be a homeschooling for newbies with Corey Dean, some seminars such as teaching the three R's, planning your homeschool year, the riches of a home education, worldview and critical thinking, homeschooling in the early years, weaving scripture and prayer into imperfect days, uh, classical education. So as I mentioned earlier in the series for professional development, these kinds of conferences and these kind of seminars really put more tools into your toolbox to help you be an effective educator to your homeschooled students. So I do encourage you to check that conference out and any other conferences that may be coming up. And most of them have a lifetime access. So even if you register for the conferences and you only have time to take in one or two seminars, you have usually all year to check out the rest of the seminar. So I'd like to bring that announcement to your attention. And today's topic will be learning styles and strategies. So this conversation about learning styles and strategies is based on the VARK, V-A-R-K, learning styles model. So back in 1992, Neil D. Fleming and Colleen E. Mills published a study on the different learning styles. And so they used the acronym VARK, V-A-R-K, in order to describe the learning styles. And for the purposes of this, the V stands for visual learners, A for auditory learners, R for reading, which they consider an entire learning style in itself, and K for kinesthetic learners. And I'm going to actually focus on the V, A, and K the visual, auditory, and kinesthetic for the purpose of this episode on learning styles. So that's where the idea comes from. And it is a fundamental truth in education that every student is different and learns differently. So I think that's why this model kind of resonates. And the idea is if you teach to the learning style of your student, then they will be able to better assimilate the information and learn what it is that you want to teach them. The other useful thing about this is if you're teaching in any context and you're teaching a group, For example, say you're leading a study at your church or uh, you're teaching something at work to staff, whatever the situation may be. Or if you are teaching all of your children of different ages and learning styles and stages a particular lesson that will apply to all of them. If you can incorporate teaching to a variety of learning styles, then you're going to definitely engage and be able to teach well, no matter whom you're teaching and what their learning style is. So that's the idea of learning styles, and that's why it's important for us to have this in our professional development toolbox for educating. There is a free infographic that I've created for you. You can go to canadahomeschools.com resources, or you can look at the 
web page for this particular episode, and you can download the free Learning Styles infographic, which has the learning styles on one page, and then the next page has an infographic of strategies. So all of the information that I'm going to be talking about in this episode is contained in a summary form in the infographic. And if you can hear some equipment in the background, some screeching, some washing machines, I'm actually recording this at my workplace in the few minutes I have before I turn the open sign around. So thank you for thank you for sticking with me during this very busy season of moving and running to business. Okay, so here we go. Learning styles. So as I mentioned, the main learning styles that we're going to look at are visual kinesthetic and auditory and before I get into that I just want to remind you because we don't need to get hung up on all of this Um, I just want to remind you that studies do show that children learn best from those whom they know well and love so love is a very important factor in learning and that is the homeschool advantage really in a nutshell so I just want to encourage you to love your children well, and love is probably a more important ingredient than the rest of what I'm going to share with you. And on that note, I'll just mention uh, the concept of the five love languages. The five love languages are different ways that we give and receive love as people based on some studies, and they can be words of affirmation, quality time and conversation, physical touch, acts of service, and gifts. Those are the main love languages. And so no matter what learning styles you have, you can be expressing love. Love can be expressed by affirming words, time together, good conversations, appropriate physical affection, acts of kindness and service, and by giving gifts and cards. So if there's a way to incorporate these love languages into your homeschooling, and maybe we'll have an episode on that in the future, that will also go a long way above and beyond the learning style. So I just want to encourage you, you do love your children, or you wouldn't be putting in the effort, time, and commitment to homeschool them. You want what you believe is best for them. So be encouraged that that will go a long way. Okay, that being said, let's start with visual learners. Visual learning is actually the most common uh, learning style, and that's why so much public education particularly is geared to the visual. So visual learners see to learn. They usually have good spatial skills and a good sense of color differentiation. So they would enjoy video or you demonstrating something or having written instructions Uh, more than just you telling them something. They also may be artistic. They may enjoy drawing. They may like to look at maps or graphs may be helpful to them as well. So that's the visual learning style. And so now I'm going to tell you a few strategies if you haven't already picked up on a couple that I've mentioned. So for visual learners, it's recommended that you demonstrate something visually rather than tell. If you are giving a lecture style of educating, you should add a handout to go with the lecture because if they can follow along and visually look at a handout, then they can engage with the learning better. Flashcards, symbols, and pictures. 
Those are really helpful for visual learners. Highlighting things in their book or highlighting their notes, it just makes the important information visually pop for visual learners. So that's a strategy, especially for studying, that can be helpful for visual learners. And as I mentioned, use maps, graphs, and diagrams. And there's something called visual mind mapping, which is a way of organizing your information in a very visual way that can also be very helpful for visual learners. So those are some strategies. And if you have a visual learner, try to work those things into educating that child because it will help them to retain the information and learn what you want them to learn. The second area, and I have a little more expertise in this area because I did a conference session on the benefits of audio for exceptional learners, so I took a deep dive into that, and we may share that um, in the next season in our professional development series that we'll run next season. Auditory learners, they learn, obviously, by hearing. They are often verbal processors, so I think of introverted parents who have an auditory child, your child is always talking and always processing verbally. I'm an auditory learner. You may have, may have picked up on that. So um, I do have to verbally process things. Um, they have good recall for spoken information over written. So if you, someone tells them something, they're more likely to remember it than if they read it somewhere. They can also be distracted by noises. They can be good storytellers, and they really enjoy read-alouds. So those are some thoughts on auditory learners that may help you to identify if your child is an auditory learner. And once again, our next professional series maybe will dive more deeply into that. So auditory learners really do well in terms of strategies by using conversation, oral reading and presentation, dialogue, and debate. So it's all about the conversation. So this is where if you're following, say, a Charlotte Mason education and you have a morning basket and you're having conversations about what you're learning and reading during that time, that information will likely be retained by your child. Well, allow for verbal processing and if they are struggling with reading and writing, consider doing some verbal testing or verbal narration because often they know the material and it may be easier for them to communicate the material verbally than necessarily to write it down if they have other learning difficulties. The use of audiobooks is huge for auditory learners and also the use of music, repetition, rhymes, and jingles. And that can even be just, you know, reciting your multiplication tables verbally over and over again. That will help it get into their brain. So those kind of audio strategies are beneficial to auditory learners. Finally, we have kinesthetic learners, and it's very interesting that people with exceptional learning needs often fall into this category because the education system has traditionally been geared to visual learners followed by auditory learners. Kinesthetic learners usually uh, can fall through the cracks. 
So what is a kinesthetic learner? A kinesthetic learner may enjoy physically creative activities such as drama or art. They like to take things apart to see how they work, and from my experience, they don't always put them back together. <laughs> they usually have good eye-hand coordination, and they often have good athletic ability as well because they're coordinated. They're often energetic, and they enjoy hands-on activities like science experiments or cooking. So those are just a few thoughts about kinesthetic learners and now for the strategies. So essentially when you're coming up with a strategy for a kinesthetic learner, you want to find something that makes their brain and their body actually engage together or work together. And that is how their brain works and that is how the learning essentially gets into their brain is through their body. So experiments and hands-on projects are very good strategies for kinesthetic learners. Math manipulative, so if they're having trouble with their math and you give them some blocks or something that they can use to visually and with their hands create the math, they can often retain and learn the information that way. Having a standing desk instead of having them seated because they're usually energetic and active people. And so a standing desk gives them a way to engage their body while they're engaging their mind. Frequent exercise built into their day. That is an excellent strategy for a kinesthetic learner. I know that homeschooling really will allow you to do that because you can just send them to jump on the trampoline for a few minutes and come back in and then they can focus in at their work and they've kept their body engaged as well as their mind. Doing demonstrations of what you're trying to show and letting them actually practice or even simulating things and doing role play. Often kinesthetic learners are into drama because they learn through actually physically playing out the role of what they're learning about. And also the activity of highlighting notes while they're studying is another strategy. So if you have a visual learner, the highlighting will help them visualize what they're learning, but for a kinesthetic learner, it's more the physical act of the highlighting that helps the information to get into their brain. So once again, just to summarize that, joining the brain and the body in learning. So that's kind of a really fast overview of the different learning styles according to the VARC model. And I want you and encourage you to think about your children Think about their possible learning style. Even ask them some questions from what you've learned on this episode and ask how they learn and how they like to take in information and see what you can find. And all of this will help you in your homeschooling. Another thing is, if you talk to your kids about these learning styles and even let them listen to this episode, they will pick up on some things that will help them in their learning because as a parent it's actually our goal to make our kids become lifelong learners and if we can give them an understanding about how their brain works and how they learn best and we can give them these strategies to apply to their studying and their learning they can take these things with them into the future so perhaps if they're at college and they know they're a visual learner they know that they need to make flashcards for themselves and use a highlighter and maybe make some symbols or focus on an acronym or something that will help them. So that's just an example. 
So I want to encourage you to engage with your kids in terms of these learning styles, and I hope that it will help you to have this tool in your tool belt in order to be an effective educator with your children. Don't forget to check out the free infographic on canadahomeschools.com resources or on the webpage for this episode. Happy homeschooling, Canada! Thank you so much for listening. You can find helpful links and show notes for this episode at our website, canadahomeschools.com. Please share this podcast with your friends and leave a rating and positive review on your podcast provider. This will help others find their dose of inspiration and encouragement. Happy homeschooling, Canada! Hee <laughs> hee!